Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Go For It. I am your host, Paul Gant, and for the next 90 minutes, we're going to be talking sports and having fun doing it. I want all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. And of course, as always, you will get a heavy dose of my opinion. If you have an opinion, the number to call, 646-727-3070. That's 646-727-3070. 3070. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter at GoForItGant, G O F O R I T G A N T. Hit us up there. Talking sports. Having fun doing it. Great show lined up for you today. Expected to be joined by one of the, not one of the stars, but a man who, who knows a lot about one of the men that was featured in the hit movie Straight Out of Compton. We're going to be joined by Little Easy E, the son of rap great, rap great, rap legend, rap star, Easy e So he's going to be joining us. Little Easy will be joining us, and we're going to talk to him about the movie. Also, going to talk to him about his San Francisco 49ers. That's his team. That's the team he rides with. That's his ride-or-die team, the San Francisco 49ers. So we're going to talk to Little Easy about that. Also, Hall of Famer Willie Rofe will be joining us. Get his take, RG3. What will be next for RG3? What happens next for RG3 now that Kirk Cousins has been named the starter for the Washington Redskins? What will come of it now that the team is essentially Kirk Cousins' team until otherwise noted or until Something happens, maybe drastic, maybe injury, or just maybe poor play. But at this point in time, at this point in time, this is Kirk Cousins' football team, not RG3's. Kirk Cousins, he will be the starter in Washington. But we're going to talk to Willie about that also. Tom Brady, this man is back. Well, he never left the suspension has been overturned. He will be joining. He will be playing week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers Thursday night in in Foxborough. And so it's a great time for New England. It's a great time for the Patriots. And Tom Brady is free. He's free. And what a stunning, just a stunning reversal. But we're going to talk about that with Willie. As well, so Little Easy will be joining us at 8:05 p.m. Also, actually, check that Little Easy will be joining us at around 8 o'clock p.m. And also, Willie Rofe will be joining us in about the next seven minutes. Tom Brady, it is official. Tom Brady's suspension has been overturned. The league has appealed, but that appeal won't be heard until 2016. They didn't uh, ask for a stay, so at this point in time. It's, done, it's a done deal for now. 
And as far as I'm concerned, before, you know, I, I get to this whole case, as far as I'm concerned, if I'm Roger Goodell, if I'm the NFL, I want to move past this. I, I want to get this behind me. And, and, and here's the thing. I, at this point, there's really nothing to talk about anymore. It, it, it's It's done. And, and here's the thing. You know, this whole situation came down when football was over. It was done. Pretty much, well, it came down AFC Championship game. But the season was pretty much over. You had, what, a couple more weeks left in the season. And it was over. Now, you know, in the offseason, the NFL, it, it just gives us something to talk about in terms of football. And there was something to talk about. But I think it went on too long. I mean, nine months. I mean, it happened in, what, January? We're in September and we're still talking about it. it. It just dragged on too, too long. And you look at the whole situation. And as you look at the whole situation, you're like, okay, you know what? What happened here is probably what should have happened from the get-go. And, and from the standpoint of this, you know, the Patriots, they got docked some draft picks, got fined. Bob Kraft said, you know what? I'll take it, we'll eat that, we'll move forward. And I think Bob Kraft obviously did that with the thought that, okay, me moving forward would mean that this situation would be over. And and I think that was his thought process, that this situation would be over. And so he takes the fine, he takes the loss of draft picks, He takes those things. No problem. He takes it. And so, I think it should have just ended there. Do I think Tom Brady had something to do with this? Sure. Do I think Tom Brady is guilty on some level? Sure. But the more I think about it, was a four-game suspension really warranted in this particular situation? Especially, I mean, it sets a precedent. If you, you know, we we never seen anybody suspended four games for something of this nature. Heck, none of us didn't even know about the the proper weights of footballs and things of that nature. And quite frankly, none of us really want to know about. It. I don't want to know about it. I don't care. And I don't think most of most of us really didn't care until it, we had to care. And here's the thing: at the end of the day, did Tom Brady really gain a competitive advantage? Maybe, but if we look at things in terms of what happened in that AFC Championship game when they dominated that second half with a properly inflated football, and you look at the Super Bowl when Tom Brady marched up and down the field against the Legion of Boom, and and ultimately the Patriots won the Super Bowl, they might be able to thank Daryl Bevel. They might be able to thank Russell Wilson. And, of course, you know they're going to thank Malcolm Butler, who made a tremendous play. But Malcolm Butler should never have gotten that opportunity. That's another story for another time. At the end of the day, and, you know, owners from around the league are are, are saying, you know what, this process needs to be changed. And and, and going into the situation, you're like, Roger Goodell's in a lose-lose situation. He he really is. He's he's in a lose-lose situation. You know, he's... He he wanted to first and foremost to sit the he was in a lose lose situation when he decided to you know say you know what I'm going to be the arbiter 
I'm going to be the quote-unquote neutral party, if you will. I'm going to be the arbiter. And, you know, Troy Vincent was behind the suspension, but, you know, that had to, Roger Goodell had to sign off on that before that became uh, uh, official. But you look at the whole situation, man, and and <laughs> the process definitely does have to be changed. Something different does have to be done. And here's also the thing. This didn't affect the game. And a lot of these other suspensions, you know, here's the thing. The whole Ray Rice situation. I was for Ray Rice from the standpoint of this. You know what, Ray, under the the current, that collective bargaining agreement, the two games that Ray Rice got was in line with what had happened in the past. It, it was in line. Was it right? Maybe, at the end of the day, probably not. But, you know, at the time, with the whole Ray Rice thing, my thing was, look, you look at Ray Rice and that whole situation, my thing was like, look, here's, here's how I feel about it. Here's how I feel about it. Ray Rice, as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, ultimately, and I don't really want to get too deep into this, but... I thought the two-game suspension was okay from the standpoint that his wife accepted him and, and they moved forward. She was the fiancé at the time, but they became wives, husband and wife, they moved forward, and everything was all good. That's when I was okay with the Ray Rice situation at, for two games. I was okay with two games, but at the end of the day, you look at the situation, it started to affect uh, situations with, with sponsorships and advertisers and everything. You know, started messing with the money of the NFL. So when it starts messing with your money, obviously you have to react. And they reacted in the Ray Rice situation. Ultimately, they lost in court. They reacted to the Adrian Peterson situation. Ultimately, they lost in court. You know, they, you know, James, uh, Greg Hardy. They reacted. They gave him ten games. Ultimately, it was reduced, reduced to four games. So the thing is, the NFL reacted, but at the end of the day, the league loses, or Roger Goodell loses. But at the end of the day, the league really didn't lose. I mean, people are still going to watch. You know, you'll be watching on Sunday. You'll be watching on Monday. You'll be watching on Thursday. And at the end of the day, this was the best thing that happened to the league because now Tom Brady plays on on Thursday night, the best quarterback in football, maybe the best quarterback ever, plays on Monday night, and the the New England Patriots, you know, defend their title against the Pittsburgh Steelers. At least they start the defense of their title against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, I mean, this was the best thing that happened to the league. And quite frankly, this thing went on way too long than it should have. And also, you know, at the end of the day, this is an opportunity for the league, Roger Goodell and everybody, the, the players union in the league to come together and figure out a plan. They've got to find some kind of neutral arbiter. They've they got to figure out some kind of plan moving forward where they can be ha- where the players will be happy, where the owners will be happy, and everybody will be happy, and everybody will move forward happily and now and we won't have to deal with nine months of of this situation hanging over our heads and dealing with this stupid mess let's talk about what's on the field it's football time the season starts on thursday and i'm glad this is over and again if i'm the league i just let this thing go move forward for i know they're going to appeal and the appeal will be heard in 2016 at some point but just move forward if i'm the league i'm like you know what forget about it let's move forward and let's talk about football on the field. Let's bring in a guy now, Hall of Famer, did a lot of great things in the National Football League. 
I'm sure he wants to talk about what's on the field. Let's bring him in now, Hall of Famer Willie Rove. Willie. How you doing, Paul? How are you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's how the league lose. I mean, you got Tom Brady coming back, like you said, week one. Everybody's gonna be looking to see how they do, and I mean, all this hype going around it. I think the ratings are gonna be out of the roof Thursday night. I think this only hypes it up, and and it's all about ratings, and ratings are about making money. So I think all this just makes makes the ratings, all the drama surrounding the league. Tom Brady, Brady probably makes the ratings go up. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the league wins. I mean, they, they win at the end of the day. I mean, you know, they uh, they may have lost here, but at the end of the day, they win. Every and, and like you said, it's about ratings. It's all about ratings, and because it's all about ratings, like you said, they win. And so, I mean, it, it's from your standpoint. You know, from my standpoint, this it just went on too long. And it got to a point for me, like, I didn't really care what the league did. I didn't care what happened. I just wanted to move forward. How would you feel about it? I, I mean, I understood the point. You know, I think I think when with, 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 you look at it from, from Roger Goodell, he looks at it from the principle of, of the thing. If you, tell, if you did something, be honest about it. And let's talk about it, and then let's, let's justify it from there. But, you know, when you, when you turn the phone up and you do things like that, just like when he came down on the Saints. He had warned the Saints. He had heard about what was going on, you know, you know, with, 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 with that, that coordinator, Greg, Greg Williams, before he even got to the Saints. Warned the team. When he warns you, you know, Michael Vick, he warned you. He gives you tell, tell, tell the truth. He just doesn't want to be lied to. So I, I think it's more with him. It's the principle of somebody trying to get away with something more so than the act itself. You know, if Michael right. Vickett came clean and been honest, you know, and told the truth, I don't think he would have came down as hard on him. But it's the principle of the fact that he feels like somebody's getting away with something or, or, or trying to do, or not being trustworthy to him. So I, I think that's what his where he comes in, it, it, that mindset, and with all those cases, you can't treat them the same because somebody's being dishonest. I mean, yeah, you know, the deflate gate, you know, was something that happened. I think something did happen, but, you know, the way, I guess he couldn't prove it. I don't understand, Paul. You know, they, they just took the total thing, and the judge asked to come to a decision, but to go from four games to none, you know, I thought it might have been one or two, but... So in my mind, I just think he's more worried about, you know, somebody lying to him more so of the act itself. And, I mean, you know, just based off some of the things you hear, maybe that Brady wasn't all that cooperative. And, I mean, honestly, and I think you kind of feel the same way, I believe that Tom Brady knew what was going on. I thought Tom Brady was aware of what's going on. I almost feel like from this standpoint, I don't know if you agree or not, but I, I feel like from this standpoint, it's almost like O.J., for example. I mean, many people believe O.J. did it, but ultimately O.J. got away with it. Do you almost feel that way here? Well, hold on now, Paul. We're talking about two totally different things here now. We're not uh, uh, well, it, it, yeah, it's totally I different, mean, but it, it's, the sim- it's similar from the standpoint. We're talking about football. Standpoint. We're talking about two deceased individuals, but... Right, yeah. no, I get that. It's like, it's I get like, that. Yeah, yeah, basically, OJ 
happened then. OJ's not in j- I don't think OJ's sentence now that he's doing this time is because of him trying to get back his memorabilia. He got sentenced because of the acts that happened then. They, that's what he's in jail for now. So, you're right. People, everybody knows that OJ or whatever had something to do. That's what, there was blood in OJ's vehicle with, with the two deceased individuals. Blood DNA was in his vehicle. So how did they, how did that end up in his vehicle? It was more than enough evidence to 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 to, to, to say OJ had something to do with that with that incident. But the evidence got messed up or mixed up. But still, I don't care if it did get mixed up. If people were walking around on that site, it still doesn't, doesn't explain why the DNA was in certain places it was in. I just watched, you know, they did a redo that on Reels the other day about that uh, case. But but. I just feel like um, I don't know what the you know if Tom Brady and them weren't gonna give anything. Obviously, Tom Brady and them must have knew something that we didn't know and knew they were gonna get off because they wouldn't have went at it that hard if he didn't think he was gonna win. So uh, I, maybe it was maybe maybe you're dealing with Tom Brady who's big up in that area in the Boston area, you know, and and, and you're dealing with a judge that's up there. Those judges are. Patriots fans or whatever, but it, to me it just seemed like they weren't worried about it. They knew they were gonna win it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, yes. The OJ thing is a, it's a, it's a stretch. I was just saying it from the standpoint that you know it, it was it seemed like you know he did it, but he got away with it. I guess I, I look at it from this standpoint with with Tom Brady. I just like I think he did it. I think he has. I think he knew what was going on. But I think he was there to protect his legacy, and he was going to do whatever he had to do to protect his legacy. And I, I think that's what his thinking was. And, and no matter what was going to happen or no matter if the suspension stood, I think he was going to deny it and deny it all the way to the end because he was going to do whatever he had to do to protect his legacy. And, and maybe he was right. Maybe he maybe he really didn't have anything to do with the footballs and deflating the footballs and, and, and all those things. I mean, I don't know. I just But I just think the league kind of jumped the gun from the standpoint of maybe the suspension wasn't warranted because you already went after the organization. You already took draft picks from the organization. You already find the organization – Maybe you should have just stopped there. You already, already taken drugs. You've already done this. You've already, you know, basically done all the find them and did all this stuff. You, you kind of was good enough. You know what I mean? You're going overboard. The team still won the Super Bowl. You're dealing with the best team that's been in the NFL for the last decade. You know, they, 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 I mean, what if they want? If you look at the stats, Paul, they've been they won ten or more games, I think, for the last ten years. They won four Super Bowls. I mean, so they are the team of the two thousand and two thousand. You know, ten. You know, for the last two decades almost. You know, look at look at the numbers, Paul. I mean, other, other, with the Steelers, a couple of teams have won that many Super Bowls, but. They've been the model of the league since Tom Brady really took over that team in uh, in, in 2000. So for the last 15 years, you know, the Patriots have been, you know, the top team or right there is the top team in the league for for, for almost two decades. And, 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 and to your point, I mean, this team has had double-digit victories for the past 11 years. You know what I mean? They've been in double-digit victories for the past 11 years. That's 
That's excellence, man, including 2007 where you go undefeated 16-0. and 0. I mean, that, that's just excellence. That, that's excellence, man. And, and obviously it helps to have a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback in Tom Brady, and it also helps to have a Hall of Fame coach in Bill Belichick. But, you know, this team is the model of excellence, and, and there's really no way of getting around it. And people can say, well, you know, Spygate, you can even talk about the Flategate. You can talk about all these other things that you want to talk about when it comes to the Patriots. But when people are on top and, and people are at the, to- at the top of their profession, people are always going to try to find things and, and, and just going to find things to try to, to bring it all down. And I'm not saying that's what happened here with the Flake Gate or anything like that, but it's, it comes with the territory of being great. And, and, and another thing, Paul, while we talk about this, the Steelers had a bunch of Hall of Famers on that team. The 49ers had more Hall of Famers. You look at the Patriots, other than Randy Moss, the only Hall of Famer out of, on that team is Tom Brady. I mean, you tell me. I mean, you tell me, look at the numbers, but – Think about I mean, it. Out of all these, all of all, as what have they been? And when you look at some. The, the Cowboys had three or four Hall of Famers. I mean, you you might have Gronkowski. There might be a right. there could be a Hall of Famer down the road. But other than that, Revis, Tom Brady Revis has been the only guy you can say is a Hall of Famer. It's Brady, maybe Revis. Revis probably is going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, Revis. What Revis was only there for one year. One year, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I mean, you're right. Yeah, Other than but yeah, Randy I mean, Moss was only there a year too. And you, like you said, you talk about the Cowboys in the '90s. You got Irving. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking about, Emmett, I'm talking about, I'm talking about looking at the roster for five, guys that were there six, six, seven, eight years. I mean, those, those seventy Steelers. You got me, Joe Green, Ham, uh, 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 Lambert, Franco Harris, uh, uh, Ted Bonchow, Deshaun. I mean, you got seven, eight Hall of on that team. Yeah, you're right. I mean, but you look at, and like, at the Cowboys in the 90s, Aikman, Irving, Smith, Larry, Larry Allen, Larry Paul Allen. Haley, Derek Larry Deion Allen. Sanders. Yeah, Deion, I mean, you talk about five, six Hall of Famers there. Hall of Famers. Yeah, and then you look at the Patriots, you see Brady, you say maybe Gronk, Revis, who was basically a runner player one year. A runner player, Randy Moss, runner player. You know, yeah, Gronk was like two, three years. Gronk really got there. Now you, you had, now you had, now you had, uh, 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 was an excellent football player. Willie McGinnis is almost a borderline Hall of Famer. So you've had some excellent, uh, Brewski, those were excellent football players. Richard T, now, I don't know, Richard Seymour is a Hall of Famer. I don't know if Richard no, Seymour. No, They were good, but uh, we're not saying, uh, Wolf, uh, Wilford, the big guy that's in Houston now. Yeah. I don't know if he's yeah. a Hall of Famer. Probably not. No. I mean, I mean, it's a it's a great point. It's a, it's a great point. The 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 excellence that this team has had, and what they have done with me. Tom Brady has done the most with with the. He's almost LeBron James like from the standpoint of of what he has done with the talent around him. I mean, yeah, LeBron he, James. Yeah. Go ahead. He has I mean, been. Like the, what Tom Brady has, especially a receiver. So what Tom Brady has done, uh, you know, like you said, Whitehead, some of these guys, you know, that would, you you wouldn't even thought they'd have made some other NFL rosters, and uh, these guys have played very well for him, and 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 and, and he's done a good job too, because some of those lines he had, I mean, Tom Brady got hit some a few times, 
some of them use, but he's just so smart in the system. He gets rid of that ball so fast, he's just not going to allow himself to get beat up. And and, and the thing I, I noticed, Paul, it, it was always a deciding game in some of them years when we got over, just like the Kansas City game last year. They, they go to Kansas City and get beat bad, and after that game, they just turn it up a notch. And it's been some years where they look like they were kind of slowing down a little bit where you were going to say, okay, this is the year maybe Tom Brady's not as good. And at some point in, during that season, they turn it on and, and they pick it up. And, I mean, that's just, uh, I mean, it's just been, like you said, it's been great leadership from the head man on down, Robert, you know, the owner on down, which I think the owner is going to end up in the Hall of Fame too. I think the owner and, and the coach and Tom Brady all three will be in the Hall of Fame for what they've done for the league. So, I mean, like you said, you can try to try to demise them a little bit, but, I mean, they've had a great run the last 15 years. For sure, for sure. Uh, we're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rofe. And, you know, at this point, I mean, moving forward, obviously, this is behind us. And, and like I said, the league did appeal, but that won't be heard until 2016. I'm on the mindset that if, if I'm the league, I know you got your appeal in 2016. I know uh, possibly you may go through with it. But I'm I'm of the mindset at this point, when, 20, when that time comes around, I think it's time for the league to move on from this. I think it's time for everybody just to move on from this and just get this behind them and let's move forward. I agree with you. I think, you know, this is over now. You know, they should let this go. Let, let Tom Brady, you know, we don't know how many years he's got to play, left to play anyway. Let him, let him, let him in, his, in his legacy and walk away when he gets ready. You know, I'll say he has two or three good years left in him and Let's see if he can make a one and a fifth, and you know, let, you know. I mean, let let him let him go out the way he wants to go out. He's earned that right, and uh, you know, it's, it's time for the league to move forward. I mean, they got beat in court, so I would let it go. Yeah, for sure, it's done. You lost. Move forward, and let's just move forward with everything. At this point in time, do you feel like almost now it's time for? the league also to figure out what they need to do in terms of this discipline process and, and moving that forward and, and maybe coming up with, with a situation where they have an independent arbiter or, or something of that nature where we won't, where we won't have nine months of, of, of this over the head of the league, something quick, something fast, but somebody neutral. Do, do you think that's going to happen? I think that's the best way to do it. They need to have something neutral, you know, other than Roger Goodell. And then, and then I think if they have a neutral arbiter, people will accept that more. Not just thinking that he's just handing guys games because he's whatever he feels like. I think that's the way they should do it. For sure, for sure. And, and we'll see. Obviously, there's some owners talking about it now. Arthur Blank came out. Also, Jed York of the Forty Niners also talked about it as well. And and, it, and I think it's time for for everybody to figure out a plan, and, and so we can move forward, and so we can avoid these type of situations. RG three now, Willie. You know, Jay Gruden has named Kirk Cousins the starter for Week One and, and beyond, the starter for 2015. What happens? What, what I mean, obviously, from my standpoint, RG three needs a change of scenery. Obviously, it's going to be difficult to trade RG3 because of his contract and everything. So the best solution, in my opinion, obviously this RG3 does not fit what Jay Gruden wants to do. So in my opinion, if I'm the Washington Redskins, Jay Gruden 
Daniel Snyder and the whole organization, I move forward for the RG3. I think it's the best for the organization, and I think it's best for RG3. Your thoughts? RG3 is in a great situation. RG3 is the backup. They probably going to keep him this year. RG3 can, can sit there and rest his body up, which I think he needs some rest. Rest his body up, collect that check, and then he goes to get the new address next year. So I think RG3 is in a great situation. I think he needs, I think RG3 is taking too many shots. Mentally, mentally and physically, he's worn down. He has a year to rest up this year. Let, let Cousin start. Let him start. See what he can do. Uh, like I said, the worst thing RG3 could have done was go out there and play decent in the preseason game when he dropped it, when Garcon dropped the ball. He looked good. Then he came out, made those statements. To the next week, it looked like they just sabotaged him and didn't want him out there because nobody wants to keep hearing him talking out there preseason game, man. It's preseason. You haven't done, you're not doing anything. Okay, you're getting, you, you, so don't talk after preseason game. You know, he had, like you said, he hadn't really played consistently since his rookie year. He had an excellent year. You know, he depended a lot on his legs. So, you know, I think he's in the best situation. You know, it looked like they sabotaged him. They came out and named another guy the starter. You know, I don't know. You know, now you take the pressure off Cubs if he gets to start the season off and see how he can do. But I just think he can sit back because I don't think they're going to cut him and they'll keep him and, and let him sit back. And I don't know. I don't even know if he's a second-team quarterback. So, I mean, let him sit there and collect that check and rest up and get ready for, for, for a new new team next year. And then he goes to a new team, then we'll really see if he's really ready to play football or not. I mean, yeah, and, and, and you know, to your point, I mean, also, I mean, I think, you know, the brand RG3 kind of got ahead of RG3, the football player. And, and even from the standpoint, you look at, Let's look at the end of his rookie season. Obviously, he has the, the horrific knee injury. But he, he tries. You know, he had the – there was a little TV show. There was a marketing campaign. Let's get RG, RG3 back for week one of the next season. And the whole goal was him to try to get back for the next season. Didn't play the preseason. You know, and, you know, he came out week one against the Philadelphia Eagles, started that season, and I'm like, this guy is not ready. You can, you can watch him and, and see that he's not ready to be out there playing NFL football. And, and, I, and I say that to say the brand RG3 got ahead of RG3, the football player. Now I think he needs to scale back the brand RG3. So he well, and let's be honest, RG3, he made some money off that brand too. So he was making some money off the field. But, you know, him trying to worry about the brand affected him on the field. And you're right, he should not have come back because that was a bad knee injury, which he, which he had some knee injuries in college that he tried to come back from, and he, and he came back too early. And I think he's really been pushing himself, trying and trying and trying, worried about the brand and what the brand's making instead of worrying about playing football. He's been doing it for the last couple of years. For sure, for sure. And, 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 I mean, and here's also, on some level, you know, I can't hate on him from the standpoint, look, you know, average NFL career, three and a half years. So, you know, you got to try to make as much money as possible in that short window because at the end of the day, you might not even be right once you're done football. We all know concussions and everything that goes with playing football. So I'm not mad 
at him for doing it, and I understand, I get it. But, you know, at the same time, it sometimes comes down to what do you want in terms of your NFL career. I want to ask you this, and it brings me to another point. I want to ask you this. I know everybody plays football because you want to win, but at the end of the day, it's your job. And because it's your job, your job is to try to make as much money as possible on your job. So I want to ask you this, and I know you wanted to win, but what was more important to you? Was it money or was it winning? That's a very good question. <laughs> money. You know, you want to win. I, I, I want, I, I'll, I'll say this. And even if it's not winning, you want it, I want it to play well. So sometimes when I played on some bad teams, I knew we, work, we might not win, but I wanted to make sure I did my job well. So I will say that sometimes it might not be the win. Sometimes it's the reputation I have as a player that I'm more worried about than the win. So, I mean, I, so I might be upset. I might say, well, we're not, we not that good, but I'm not going to let this guy beat me. And I'm not going to be the one that's going to cost us two games. But you might go in the mindset that we're just not that good a team right now. You know, and, and I got a streak. I'm going to the Pro Bowl, and then guys start going to the Pro Bowl four or five times. You're like, well, shit, I want to still go to the Pro Bowl this year. So I got to right. keep playing well. So I would say that the winning was important, but it was more the reputation you had as an individual player, too, more, more so than the winning sometimes. And... You know, you want to be make sure guys respect that you on the field. Might say, well, that team wasn't good, but this guy here is going out there and busting his butt and playing. So I think it was the money and more so your reputation as an individual player, in my case, more so okay. sometimes than you knowing if you're going to win or not. As long as I knew I went out there and busted my butt and the fans respected me, I, 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 can, I can sleep good at night. Right. You also can sleep good at night when the paycheck is coming in every couple of weeks. Well, you got yeah. You can keep the lights on too. <laughs> I have something about that. <laughs> We're talking a Hall of Famer, Willie Rose. At the end of the day, I mean, we we saw RG three twenty twelve. He was terrific. He was amazing. You know, now we we see the we saw the rise. I mean, he had a great couple of years. Twenty eleven Heisman. What he went to twenty twelve. He he goes to the NFL. It balls out. I think he got rookie of the year that year. Uh, got the Redskins to the playoffs. I mean, RG three was on top of the world, and it almost—it's almost Shakespearean-like. A Shakespeare tragedy. Yeah, yeah, and remember, you remember, it was all the controversy. Who they gonna take first? RG three, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck, RG three. Well, I'm gonna tell you something else. That's gonna be that's gonna hurt RG three. When Andrew Luck signs this biggest contract ever for about twenty-four, twenty-five million a year after this year, and he's trying to figure out what, what, where he's going to end up next year and playing for, we don't know, maybe a couple million dollars, and Andrew Luck's going to be playing for somewhere in the range of between 20 and $25 million next year, and that's going to hurt too. And, and, and for sure, and I, and I think, you know, you look at RG3, and after that 2012 season, you were thinking, this guy is going to be in line for that type of money. Now, I mean, this guy... At the you look at it, he's almost fighting to stay in the league on on some level. He's only 25 years old, so he's going to get a bunch of different chances. Heck, Tim Tebow's still getting chances, so he's going to get a bunch of different chances. And well, and, 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 and let's not say Tim Tebow looks like a better quarterback. Paul, you watching Tebow? Tebow looks like a better quarterback. Uh, he was. He's still not an NFL quarterback, but I root for him. I hope he does well. 
I'd rather have RG3 than Tim Tebow. RG3 is a much more talented quarterback. Okay, I'm saying, right now, right now, right now who, brings, who brings more controversy? Who has more baggage? Because we say the same thing about Tim Tebow. Right now it's going to take a special team with a special circumstance because RG3 is a little bit of a distraction right now. He's a little bit more of a distraction to the team. And, and let's be honest, he's, call, he's causing some dissension in that locker room that's been going on for the last couple of years because now they're talking about they got decision again. You don't, teams know, you don't want a guy that's bringing controversy to the locker room. And that's what T.O. turned into. Okay? T.O. turned into more of a circus, even though as great a football player as he was, but he called decision everywhere he went. RG3 is causing dissension the last couple of years in that locker room that, you know, you don't want, you don't want nobody picking sides. It's time to move forward, and I think at this point, the players are not saying it's time to move forward. They're tired of it because all they're worried about is trying to win, Paul. We don't want all them distractions. No, I I totally agree. I mean, I I totally agree. I I think the Redskins as a whole, you know, the coach, this is not not the GM's or the coach's guy. It's not their guy. So, you know, they don't necessarily have any loyalty to him. So, at the end of the day, I think they want to move forward from it. And I, and I think the whole, you know, obviously there's there's talks that there is a level of dissension within the, the organization, not dissension per se, but, you know, a, a disagreement where, you know, certain people want them, certain people don't want them. So, I mean, and also well, well, No, and then some people are saying they're mad the way everything went down, the way they treated them. I mean, it's a business. We can't worry about the way you're getting treated. You better worry about giving your job. You know, but some mm-hmm. some players are mad the way they did him and this and that. Okay, well, why don't you worry about keeping your job and worry about doing what you got? You know what you got to do. I mean, you can't worry about RG three. RG three's got to worry about RG three and his family. You know, RG three's made made some very good money up there in Washington the last few years, and I know he's been through a lot. And he's got he's gotten hit a lot too. And like you said, like we talked about, just like the quarterback that got drafted by Houston a few years ago. I mean, is he ever going to be the same after all them shots he took? Because he took right. the, he's taken some tremendous hits the last few years, and I don't know if he ever will be the same. To be honest with you, Paul. And, and, and that I was think, my next. That was my next ahead, question. That was my next question. Do you think he'll be the same? I think if he gets a year this year to sit there and learn and back up and rest that body, uh, right. You know, Michael Vick is a different circumstance because he had a, he had to go sit in a, in, a, in a penitentiary for a couple of years, so he had right. some time to think about a lot of things. RG three needs to sit and learn, listen, learn how to practice and see what he can do, what and what he cannot do with his body. I don't think RG three knows what. I don't. I don't think they know how to use RG three, and I don't think RG three knows what style of football he's going to have to play. He's not going to be able to be that quarterback he was in 2012 anymore. So he's going to have to be able to mix it up. Which, if I'm RG three, I'm looking at Russell Wilson. He does right. the best job to me of knowing when to pick his spots to take off running and still throws the ball down the field and throws the ball efficiently. So if I'm if I'm RG three. I'm looking at a guy more like a Russell Wilson who picks his spots but but still throws the ball a lot and, and is very very he's great at, at, at what he does. That's a guy I would try to pattern my game after 'cause look at look at the success he's had doing it. 
and I'll, and I'll say this. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, you can run around. You can have all the athletic ability in the world. But at the end of the day, you've got to be able to throw from the pocket. You have to be able to see the field and, and make the necessary reads. At this point in time, you know, there's, a lot of people are saying RG3 is not able to do that at this point, And he needs to work on that part of his game. You can't run around and expect to have that athletic ability forever. He's not a big guy either. I mean, so at some point, you got to learn how to, to throw from that pocket, learn how to stand in that pocket, and learn how to be an NFL quarterback. You look at the offense that he ran in his rookie year, that was essentially a college type of offense. I mean, you know, the, the, the zone reads and all things of that nature. That was a college type of offense that he worked in under Mike Shanahan Back his his first year, and that's when he had the most success. But you also look at it, that's when he took a, a big time beating as well. And so, he's not going to be able to. And he, and he, and he, he, t- he got hit in college. He tore his knee up. He, he's torn the knees up a couple of times. He's not going to be able to do that, Paul. He's not going to be able to run that system. He's he's got too many shots on them legs. And then he right. broke and then he broke his ankle or whatever the next year, overcompensating yeah. for the knee injury. He hurts his foot the next year. I mean, he can't. He's not gonna be able to run. If he's gonna have to, if he's gonna have to run like that, he won't stay in the league that long. I'll tell you that. He's gonna have to for learn sure. back and learn how to pick his spots. He's not gonna be able to run that system. For, for sure, we're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rove. Willie, it's cut down day. Well, cut down day is tomorrow. Some guys have already gotten released. But uh, talk about. I mean, I, I know you're a guy who never really uh, was at the end of a roster and really didn't necessarily have to worry about getting cut. But around this time, you know, what what is kind of the mindset of of players, and, and just what the mind, what's your mindset as you see guys going through the situation of the possibility of of being cut and being uh, let go by the team? Oh man, it's tough because when you they've already made the cuts to the seventy five or the, how many guys they had to cut fifteen or twenty, so you know it's already thinned out some, and you got some guys that are fighting for spots and. You know, it's funny how, you know, some of the guys that have been in the league trying to make a team for a few years, well, they realize they can't get on practice squad. You know, they're going to make the roster, they're done. Somebody else picks them up. And then you have the guys that are fighting for not even to be on the team, just to be on a practice squad. You know, they're busting their butt to see if they're going to get on practice squad. So, man, it's, you know, you, you know it's, it's hard because you've been working out with those guys all offseason. You've got to know them. you become friends with, with, with a lot of them. And, uh, you know, the, you know, it's, you know you, it's cut day and, you know, they're coming in there and they got to go. Or you got guys that make the, they make the practice squad and next thing you know, another team wants them. They're picking them up. So if you don't put them active roster, then you lose those practice squad guys to uh, to another team that puts them on the active roster. And just like the the tackle from uh, from the Saints got 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 put on, I forgot practice squad. that got released. Next thing you know, he's with the Cowboys playing last year, and he signs a huge deal and goes to Jacksonville this year. So you have those circumstances where guys get picked up on active roster. Then you have circumstances where even if a guy's on practice squad during the year, you know, you, you might need some positions. Guys are getting cut and brought in during the season, man. So it's it's uh when you when you're on that bubble, I don't think the fans realize you know how much these guys sacrifice and dedicate to just try try to be on the NFL roster, and they're just going from team to team, just like that kid in Houston on Hard Knocks. This, you know, he's tried out for five, six different teams, and that ball he got from running that. To pick 
picked it off and ran it back in a preseason game, mm-hmm. he chases that ball, and, and he still may get cut. And, and that kid's had a pretty good preseason, but, I mean, it's just he's, he's tried out for like six teams. So that tells you how long he's, he's been just trying to get on the NFL roster, how, how hard that is. It, it definitely is. I mean, you you know better than any of us what it takes and how hard it is to get on an NFL roster. To get on an NFL roster, not only get on, but to stay on an NFL roster, and you, you've done it for many, many years. I want, I want to ask you this now. Ten years uh, since Katrina, I mean, you played in New Orleans. You, you grew up in Arkansas. I believe you have family in New Orleans as well. What are your thoughts ten years later of Katrina, and what are your your, your memories? Well, you know, it was, at that time I was in Kansas City playing, and it was ironic that it just happened that my kids were visiting me that weekend from New Orleans okay. and were supposed to head back home that next week after you know uh, after that after the visit with me and the storm hit and um, you know they the good thing about my situation was I had a place in California my kids moved out there and stayed out there and went to school for the first semester and I just remember how. Anywhere in the country, anybody that was displaced with with the Katrina Katrina situation, uh, all these schools and different parts had open arms. It took a lot of people in, and uh, you know, and it was a blessing that the house wasn't messed up. It, it was in the part of New Orleans, Kenner, close to the airport, where they had uh, the, the, some of the best levees. So the house, you know, only had wind damage. It didn't have a lot of. Uh, 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 structural damage and it didn't get flooded, so we were happy about that. But uh, other than that, man, it was just uh, trying to find out where everybody was and where they were going and and if they stayed or left. It was it was it was uh, it was a big mess trying to figure out where everybody was. And I had, my my good friend was coaching at Pearl River down in Alabama and uh, right there by the Gulf Shore, and they had a whole bunch of damage and those people in Alabama. Uh, also had power out for a couple of weeks, and you know you couldn't talk to them, and you know it, it was just uh, I mean it really set people back a ways, and uh, it's it's good now to go back to New Orleans and see that, that things are a lot better, and and uh, people are doing a lot better and happy, and like I said, I hope I hope that they prepared enough for this situation where if one of those uh, storms hits again, they can handle it better better than. Uh, what happened then? Because I remember in 1998, before that storm hit, we had a big storm hit, and we got stuck in um, in Indianapolis for a few days, and we came back, and it was all flooded down there, and that and that one had had just missed, and it was like, man, if the right whatever comes here, it's gonna go over. I mean, it's like they knew what they were facing, and. I mean, I, I guess it, it had, it, it, you know, it, 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 it happened for, for them to realize it could happen. But hopefully they're building up a good infrastructure where, you know, they can handle it a lot better when it comes. And hopefully if they think one's coming, people will just leave and not try to stay there because a lot of people lost their lives just trying to battle those storms. And you try to battle Mother Nature, most times Mother Nature's mm-hmm. going to win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like you said to your point, it's good that to, to to see the city get built up again, and hopefully it can continue to get built up. I mean, I, I know we, there there are some people who I'm down in New Orleans, but you know from what I read, there, there are still some areas who have that have not recovered 
from Katrina. So hopefully moving forward, a lot of those areas will ultimately recover and ultimately, uh, uh, you know, get better. Uh, one more thing before we get out of here. Um, Le- LeBron James made some interesting comments about uh, uh, great teams don't necessarily win championships. And, uh, you know, I thought about that at first, and I said, you know, is he right on that? And I think about it, and I think he is kind of right from this standpoint. I'm going to bring up the New England Patriots, who, what, 2007 were 16-0. and That hasn't been done since 1972, where a team went undefeated in the regular season. So, to me, even though that New England team did not win a championship, that still, to me, is considered a great football team. you agree with LeBron James? Yeah, I do agree with him. I agree with it to that yeah, especially a team that went sixteen and zero. I mean, you, you, you got to be real special to go sixteen and zero. You know, the best we started was nine and zero in Kansas City. I mean, sixteen and zero. I mean, and almost and then and then went to the Super Bowl. So they basically they started with eighteen and zero, and before they lost in the Super yeah. Bowl. I mean, that was amazing. And, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, Junior Seau was on that team with them too when they when they almost won it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that. If that team had won, then you could argue that is the best team to ever play in the NFL. So, right. I mean, I mean, who would you compare to that in basketball? I, I don't know. They have to have a team um, that has an unbelievable I mean, record. I, I mean, let's let's say I'm just looking at the 90s. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. The UNLV college basketball team that got right. beat by Duke in the finals. They yeah, went undefeated yeah. and got beat. That was a yeah. that was a uh, that was an outstanding basketball team. They got beat by Duke. They started. They went undefeated all year. Um, who else would you say? I'm saying from the '80s. I mean, it was Lakers, Celtics. You know, Lakers, Celtics. I, I'm saying, you know, at one of those years when the Lakers beat the Celtics, or when the Celtics beat the Lakers, that had to be that had to be a great basketball team that lost. You know, I'm not saying I'm not saying any other year specifically. But I mean, they they had to be great. They they still were a great basketball team, even though they lost because they lost to a, uh, an all time team like the '86 Celtics. You know what I mean? All time team '86 Celtics beat the Rockets that particular year. But my point is, you know, you there has to you, you look at it and not just look at the '80s of basketball with the Lakers and Celtics. They they had to be great teams that lost. They were they were they they were great teams, even though they lost to a greater team. They still were great themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they were able to. Be, 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 I would say that they were great teams because they were fighting for the title every year. So most right. of those rosters were pretty much the same guys on those rosters from the year prior. So you're right; they had to be outstanding teams because they were competing with that same team. And if you look at college football, you have some teams that go undefeated, but but aren't 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 say highly highly rated enough, and they don't even compete for the national championship. And I think we had several teams, if you look at it, that have gone undefeated in college football and didn't even get to play for the national championship. Right, right. You look at, uh, what was that, Penn State. Uh, what was that? That might have been 2000. Don't quote me on that. But Penn State, many years ago, with Kerry Collins and Kajana Carter and those boys, you know, they went undefeated, and they weren't able to play in the national title game. So, yeah, to your point, yeah, you're right. I mean, you you see it all the time. So, I mean, I, I thought, you know, a lot of people, you know, I, I looked at those comments and I'm thinking, well, yeah, you can be a great team and still 
not win a championship. I look at the 1998 Vikings, 15-1. You know, that was a – I don't – I mean, they they won 15 games. I mean, so you win 15 games in the NFL season, that's impressive. But they had some deficiencies on the defensive side of football. But that was a that was a great football team. Uh, now, the offensively, that was a, a, the, at that point maybe the best team to put it to do it offensively. You know, like said, they had some deficiencies on the defensive side of the ball, but offensively they they were putting up some crazy numbers. Yeah, yeah, there were holes defensively, but offensively they were they were, that was a great football team. Willie, pleasure talking to you, man. Let's do this again. Thank you for having me. Hall of Famer, Willie Rofe, talking sports, having fun doing it. Um, you know, we, we, we got a little easy coming up in the next few moments. Um, Tim Tebow, last night, Tim Tebow had a sensational, not a sensational game, he had a good game, he had a solid game. You know, it was oh, 11 for 17, 189 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. And that interception was on a fourth down play, and it wasn't a bad interception. So, Matt Barkley now has been traded from the Philadelphia Eagles. That's who Tim Tebow was competing with, Tebow Barkley competing for that third spot on the roster. Matt Barkley now traded to the Arizona Cardinals for a seventh-round draft pick. Now, at this point, Philadelphia has three quarterbacks. They may not keep three. They may only keep two, Sanchez and uh, Bradford. But so far, with, with, with Matt Barkley now off to Arizona, that has to bode well for Tim Tebow. Maybe Tim Tebow makes this roster. And I thought it was a long shot. I, I, I thought it was a long shot to Tim Tebow. And, again, it's still no guarantee that he'll make this roster. He could get cut. But it's looking good. But I thought it was a long shot coming into this thing because, you know, I, I, I watch Tebow. I watch him. I watch him. I, <laughs> Obviously, if you're down to your third quarterback, you're in trouble. No matter what team, you're in trouble if you're down to your third quarterback. But I, I look at Tim Tebow, and, you know, he made a couple good passes last night. Obviously, you can run a little bit. But I don't see NFL quarterback. And and also, I will say the system that he's in now with the Philadelphia Eagles, Chip Kelly system, is perfect for his skill set. In, in in Denver, they, they basically made an offense for his skill set. Now, it doesn't seem like he's a better thrower mechanically. Has he worked on some things? It seems that way. But would I say that this guy is a starting NFL quarterback? No. Would I say that Tim Tebow is a a very good backup in this league? I think if Tim Tebow is your backup, I think you still have some concerns, especially considering – especially it depends on the type of offense you run – as well, but this is, and and I said it from the standpoint. Obviously, if if you're running the ball and, and things of that nature, this is your quarterback. He'll keep you fine. He'll keep you good. And if you have a solid defense that can keep you in football games, like the Denver Broncos team did a, a few years back when Tebow had his success and Tebow went to the playoffs and beat the Steelers and everything, his he had a defense that kept him in football games. You know, granted he came in and had a lot of success and made a lot of plays. But he had a defense that kept him in football games. Now, if you have a team that has a defense that can keep you in football games and where Tim Tebow doesn't have to throw the ball a boatload of times, a bunch of times, then you're good. But if you have a team where, you know, you have some deficiencies on the defensive side of football, you're going to have struggles. You're, you're, you're going to have some struggles 
with Tim Tebow as your quarterback. I, I, I say all that to say this. First and foremost, I hope he makes the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm rooting for him. I, I really am. I think he's a, a solid guy. He seems like a solid citizen. seems like a solid man. seems like a great guy. Great guy to be around. Just an all-around, straight-up straight good guy. You know, uh, who, who walks it the way he talks it. it. It just seems like he's one of those guys. I don't know him. I, I'm not at his house. I'm not at his bedroom at night. So, you know, I, I, I'm just going off of what I see. He seems like a decent dude. And so I, when I say that, all this to say this. I hope that he makes the Philadelphia Eagles. But I also say that to say this. I don't know if I'm the Eagles if I'm satisfied with Tim Tebow as my uh, third-string quarterback, I feel like I could do better. And I feel like that third-string guy should almost be a developmental guy. Like, you know, let's just say RG3. Well, even RG3 could be a backup. He's good enough to be a backup in this league. But Tim Tebow, and and I look at Tim Tebow, only 28 years old. I look at Tim Tebow, (coughs) excuse me, Excuse me. And I say RG3, and I I talk about RG3 before, and I say, well, if Tim Tebow is getting a shot, RG3 most definitely will get a shot. And I think that's true. But Tim Tebow, with, uh, you know, the the PAT being pushed back a little bit, and maybe uh, the the, the, uh, teams uh, doing more two-point conversions, Maybe Tim Tebow is, is is a serviceable guy in that particular situation. Maybe Tim Tebow is a perfect guy for that situation. Maybe. But I just I, I, I see Tim Tebow. I watched Tim Tebow. I saw some good throws last night. But just like I look at Matt, Bar- I, I think Mark, Matt Barkley has a better chance of being a decent uh, of being a starting quarterback than Tim Tebow does. Matt Barkley throws the ball better than Tim Tebow. I'm not saying Matt Barkley is good. And I'm not saying Tim Tebow is good either. But uh, even as I'm thinking about this and talking about this, Tim Tebow, say what you want, has won a playoff game in this league. And so there there, there are a lot of players in this league who may who not, who have not won playoff games. Tim Tebow has. <clears throat> so I, I, I say that to say, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, Matt Barkley wasn't impressive, and Tim Tebow wasn't really all that impressive himself. And I, I just don't get excited when I talk about Tim Tebow, the quarterback. When I talk about Tim Tebow, the man, oh, I'm cool. I, I'm cool. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm excited. I get excited to talk about Tim Tebow, the man, because Tim Tebow, the man, seems like a good dude, a, gr- a, a good guy. Uh, a type of guy you want to bring your your, your daughter, your, your sister, your your cousin, whoever else is female that's close to you. The type of guy you would want them to to bring home to you, and you can say, "Wow, this is this is a good dude. I'm glad he's here, uh, and uh, and I'm happy to have him around." My daughter. That's when I look at Tim Tebow. That's what goes through my head, and that's what I see. But in terms of him being a starting quarterback and in terms of him being a a, a, a serviceable quarterback, maybe he can, maybe he can't, but he has to be the right situation, right system, and maybe this system and maybe this situation is right for 
to TiVo. Second hour, go for it. Second half hour, go for it. Starts right now. Second half hour, excuse me, a go for starter right now. In this half hour, we're going to be joined by a little Easy E, uh, talking straight out of Compton, also talking his 49ers. Um, and we're going to get to him, uh, and we're going to bring him in now. Also, we, we did this interview last night, full disclosure, we did this interview last night. And, before, you know, he talks about Darnell Dockett with the 49ers. As we know, Darnell Dockett got released by the 49ers. So, don't, don't, you know, little Easy knows his 49ers. Let's bring him in now. This man's a, the son of one of the famous rappers out there, one of the best rappers to have ever done it. Let's bring him in now, Little Easy E. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good, brother. How about you, man? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. Oh, yeah, it's a pleasure. I appreciate you guys having me. Straight out of Compton, in theaters now. How'd you feel watching the movie? Uh, I was good, man. It's a long time coming, man. You know what I mean? It's 20-plus years, and, you know, we finally get. You know what I'm saying? The resonation we need, you know what I'm saying? Put on the forefront like we're supposed to. and The city's back on fire. You know, Pops is refurbished and young kids' mind, old kids' mind, just the whole world's mind nods, you know? For sure, for sure. Were there moments that, you know, that, that choked you up a little bit? Uh, of course, the the, the ending death scene of, of my father, you know what I mean? My, I seen it at a screening before the premiere, so... Okay. Um, so it kind of, you know, it, it kind of had the family touched up. You know, I'm not going to lie. You know, kind of brought back memories. So they used real footage, as you see. That's my father's little brother when they did the, pre- the the press release when he was in the hospital. So it just reenacting that that real footage, which is like, a you know, um, just a memory that kind of popped up. So, yeah, I got choked up then. When I went to the premiere, I was already prepared for it, so I was good. Okay. All in all, were you, were you cool with the depiction of your father and just everything with the movie? Um, I, Jason Mitchell did a great, great job. He did a terrific job, my father. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just real, it's just real, <laughs> what you say, it's just, it's real sensitive asking his son. You know, there's no disrespect to the question whatsoever. It's just my answer because, you know, you feel like, you know, you want your father just put up, you know, on, on a, on a just big pedestal, of course, right. you know, somebody's son. So it's just that, you know, at times he, when they showed he was taking a decline, in, in, in money is, you know, it actually wasn't. He actually is probably maybe one of the richest, you know, hip-hop entrepreneurs who was at his time before passing. Right. For sure, for sure. We're talking to Little Easy, the son of, of one of the greatest rappers out there who ever, to have ever done it, uh, the great Easy E. Let's go to your 49ers now. And, you know, you, you're a big-time 49ers fan, and um, they had a bunch of departures in this offseason. They had a rough offseason, man. Man. As the season approaches, how you feeling about the San Francisco 49ers? Man, you got to stay faithful, man. I'm a faithful star. I stay faithful to, you know, I mean, our team, you know, despite the mishaps that we had. You know what I mean? We lost a lot to retirement. Uh, we lost Alden Smith to to just recklessness. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and the Alden Smith one kind of kind of took a toll because he's a great player. You know what I mean? That's like, you know, our sack 
leader, you know what I mean? If he plays half a season, he might be the sack of the year. So it's, it's, it's real messed up that we took that, especially with our, our Armstead coming in and, and probably learning from him. And um, when Alden left, it was hurtful. You, the, the retirements, Patrick Willis, uh, I could have – he could have played some more years. The rookie, oh my goodness, I didn't understand that. But Justin Borland, Smith, of course, Justin Borland. Smith, Borland, yeah, you know what I mean. But Justin Smith, he he he, you know, he did his his due. You know what I'm saying. So it was about his time. The rest of them, though, kind of like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> so uh, let me ask you this now. You, you look at Colin Kaepernick. I look at 2012. He got you guys to the Super Bowl loss. 2013. He's, uh, you know, it got you guys to the to the NFC title game, lost to the Seahawks. That was a game I actually thought you guys should have won. But twenty and last season, last season he was struggling. He struggled a little bit, and he's looked just okay in the preseason. You expect a lot of Kaepernicking in twenty fifteen? It has to be. It has to be. You know, <laughs> I mean, did, did not finish your question earlier. What I uh, I left out was it, it, it not just the defense; it lies on Colin. <laughs> You know what I mean? My backfield is it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm sorry to say that our franchise leader, you know, had to depart, but he had a fire in him, and he wasn't going to give none to the, you know, this young cat that we have, Carlos Hyde. And Carlos Hyde is just it. You know what I mean? So the backfield is right. Reggie Bush coming over, you know what I mean? Anquan, possession, you know what I mean? Vernon Davis mm-hmm. does what he always does. You know, uh, was that Toy Smith, new receiver we have? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I like the speed. It's Kaepernick. Kaepernick, if, if we could put up – 14, 21 points before the half, baby. We don't have we don't have to worry about no team this season. We don't have to worry about a team this season. If we could put okay. up 14 and 21 in the half, baby, as we should with the with the with the crew that we got and the quarterback that he is, our defense is gonna make sure everything's right. Our defense right. is gonna make sure everything all right. We still going it out for the best of the half. We you ain't gotta be serious. If we make sure we take care of business now for all those times that you said. From 2012, if we took care of business, the offensive side of the ball, there was nothing that we had to worry about because our defense was outstanding. Our defense was outstanding. We got Navarro coming back, a beast. We was outstanding. So if Colin does what he's supposed to do this year, and I want he needs to be seen a lot of. He needs to be striking down the field. He needs to be running out, you know what I mean, tucking the ball and kicking out from the next 20, 30 yards. We need to put up seven points every time we're in the red zone. If we put up seven points every time we're in the red zone, there's nothing we have to worry about this year. And we would have won those Super Bowls. We would have won. (laughs) We would have won. We actually, to be real with you, we would have had the last last one. The NFC Championship beating Seattle, we would have beat them. I actually thought you guys should have won that game. I actually thought you yeah. were throwing that game. Yeah, it was it was it was too much egotistical. Let me let me let me route out Richard Sherman, you know what I mean? And the crazy thing is I went to school with Richard. We're from the same alumni, you know, high school. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's like and he's been from Compton, it's like he you know, me and him and Jerron Johnson. Jerron Johnson is my, you know, like close family friend. And and um I seen, you know, they were all young. I seen them all grow up and play at Dominguez High School in uh, Compton, but and it's sad that, you know, both of them being on that team, I had to root against them that bad, you know? And he just <laughs> tried. He just tried somebody he shouldn't have tried at that point in time. Right. You know what I mean? We we didn't have to make a rush pass, and we were scoring. We were out of there. We are going to Denver to tear Peyton Manning apart. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I look at that game, man, and the, I thought you guys were going to finish it. I really did. I really thought Kaepernick was going to finish it. 
But like you said, your boy, your, your boy, your boy, Richard Sherman, you know what I mean? He did his thing. And you, you still keep in contact with Richard Sherman and, and Jerron Johnson? Uh, Jerron Johnson, I see him all the time. He's a very close fellow, sir. I just seen him maybe less okay. than a month ago before he took off to, uh, to, to camp. Uh, and Richard, me and Richard's brother played on the same exact team, uh, varsity. Okay. So I keep in contact with Richard Sherman's brother, uh, Branches right. Sherman. And uh, I know his father real well. I know his mother. You know, I mean, I, but I haven't talked to Richard in a while. But I, I recently just spoke to his brother maybe two or three weeks ago. He got let me mad, ask this. Let, let me tell you exactly what it was. Go ahead. Go ahead. I tweeted, I tweeted, my, I tweeted me being at the 49er Dallas preseason game where we put a mud hole in him. And when I tweeted, I'm not tweeted, I Instagrammed it. When I Instagrammed it, he commented on like, bro, what is you doing? Like, you, you, we don't wear those colors. We don't, we don't support that team. You're reading for the enemy. And I, I'm like, you know, you didn't know, not know that, you know, Seahawks been my enemies for years. I've been at 49ers since 1988. <laughs> for real. So he, he, so he gave, he gave you some, he gave you some grief. Oh man, man, badly. I was like, man, maybe in high school I didn't let him know that I was a forty nine er but he he was really he was really like, E, you got the enemy colors on. Like you're rude for the enemy. Like, no, this has been the this has been home, baby, since I was four years old. So, you know, I was a child. <laughs> let me ask you this. Now your your boy Jerron Johnson, you know, he's got a little well, he's on the Redskins and, and there's a little situation, R G three. And I look at Colin Kaepernick, and is it possible we saw RG3 get off to that great start, just like Kaepernick, who got off to a great start? Is it possible that Colin Kaepernick could go the route of RG3 and possibly uh, uh, be a guy that we thought was going to be a marquee top-notch quarterback and then turn into a guy that we really don't know about? I, I hope not. I hope not. But if it don't happen this year, yes, you're very much right. I hope not. But if things don't get right in the and I'm talking about things don't get right in the first six, seven, eight weeks, then you will see Blaine Gabbard take take <laughs> take a hold. Okay. That, that, I'm okay. not gonna lie to you. I'm not I mean that's just that's just right. You cannot come from being you, you was at the dance, baby. You know, you didn't make it happen. Okay, Alex Smith would have won it, you know what I mean, to be real. You know what I mean? I'm a real forty nine. I got an Alex Smith jersey. You know, I was supporting okay. and I love every one of my players. So I always thought about it like, whoa, if Alex was there. If Alex was playing that, well, we, man, ooh. Okay, then we didn't get there in the NFC Championship. Okay, now we, we went from a decline, another decline. Now we didn't even get to the, what, playoffs? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, no, we're not going to backtrack that much no more. It's like we're, we're not in the in – a, we're not in a hole to where we don't have a squad on our team to be competing, you know, as we should, you know, maybe like first or second in the NFC West. You know what I mean? And I'm only saying second because I'm a being a realist, but, you know, my hopes and, you know, are we, like we could take the NFC West and get back in the playoffs and get back in a race, baby, at, at this NFC championship again. <laughs> you know what I mean? As, as, you know, I'm thinking divisional. we got to have a divisional, divisional playoffs before – if not, you're going to see, yeah, we're going to see some benching. Okay. All right. We're talking a little easy. I, I, I got to ask you this. 49ers a playoff team? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. We, yeah, we are. We definitely are. That's no, there's no question to it. That's why, that's definitely why I'm saying. Definitely are. Yeah, definitely are. That's why I tell okay, you. So you know, if we're not there, 
then it's going to be a problem. We're going to see some vengeance because we are definitely a playoff team. Okay, so let me ask you this then. I mean, you look at the NFC West. I'm, we, we just let's start in your division before we go conference. Let's just start in your division. You know, you got Arizona who played some mm-hmm. very good football before Carson Palmer went down. They still found a way to go to the playoffs. You got the Seattle Seahawks, obviously, Russell Wilson, Richard Sherman. You, we all know the rest. You got the Rams, who who might be an improved football team, may have found their quarterback in Nick Foles, may have. And then, I mean, I'll just look around the NFC. Philadelphia looks good. Um, you know, the Cowboys. Obviously, you got the Packers, the Lions. Uh, even the Vikings Come on, I'm, have looked I'm, good. I'm going to shoot at you. I'm going to shoot at you. I'm, 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 I'm going I'm to give you a couple of them off the top of my head that you the name. Let's start with my division. We're going to do like you. We're going to start in my division. The okay. Yams. The Yams. <laughs> the Yams. The Yams can't. They, like, don't don't think that you're going to switch a quarterback and he's going to come into a system. Nick Foles is a good quarterback, but Nick Foles is not a great quarterback to come in another system. True. And True. and make you excel that much? No, Carson. Carson's on the last limb. It's only going to take a couple of uh, uh, you know their third and tens, third and fifteen, to get him out of his system, out of his goal. And we do that two times a year, which is not going to be bad. Andre Ellington is nothing that we we sense is is, is a threat to our defense. And Carson Palmer, and the only thing is a threat to our defense is Larry Fitzgerald. But what do you have to do? You have to give him the ball. And, and Carson is not at his prime no more. Carson's on the decline. Um, you got Seattle. Uh, hopefully, we, you know, everybody has that, that, that uh, Super Bowl slump. That's what I'm banking on. That's what I think. You know what I mean? Okay. You did, just, I, I, you did just, just cheat. I feel like, you know what I mean? As, I just felt like you just cheat and picked up the one of the, 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 if not the best tight end in football yeah. for nothing. You know what I mean? I don't know how you do that. And I don't know how you trade them in your in the same conference. I don't know how you do that, in New Orleans. You know what I mean? Like that is just ridiculous. You know what I mean? So if anything, that's the that's that's the threat there. Marshawn Lynch is going to be him, but hopefully he's battling if he wants to talk to the media or not this this or some week and 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 or, or has a chip on his shoulder because you weren't handed the ball off in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And you guys are going to let your so-called Joe Montana or whatever you were trying to make this kid be. <laughs> Throw it in the end zone and 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 let a man just create history for his whole team. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be a battle with Seahawks, and I ain't gonna lie to you. What's basically what I'm saying? It's gonna be a battle, but hopefully, okay. like I said, they take that Super Bowl slump. Now I'm gonna go through a couple of teams in the conference that you said. I'm not worried about Dallas. You have no running back. You know what I mean? I don't care what that line is considered to be. I don't care what they consider to be. Derek McFadden okay. is not gonna be nothing. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and we know how to handle you, but we won't see you until we do what we're supposed to do and get to the playoffs. Okay. I believe we see, I believe we see the, the 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 black and blue. I believe we see the black and blue this year. We see the Minnesota's tough, but I believe that's the first game of the season. You know what I mean? I believe that's our first game of the season, our first one in the black and blue period. Minnesota, if, if AP comes back yeah, and Terry Terry builds itself up. And AP comes back like he's supposed to and terrorizes. And Terry Bridgewater is what I expect him to be and groomed himself with the weapons that he has. That's scary. But we see y'all once. Um, Detroit's nothing. We can run through Detroit. You know, it's just nothing. <laughs> Chicago's nothing. Chicago is terrible. You know what I mean? I'm just sorry to it. You know, I got family from there and everybody, but they're just not going to do it this year. Green Bay is tough. 
we see them this year. Uh, it's a tester game. If we can battle with Green Bay or Aaron Rodgers, which is, if, if, to me, in my era, to me, you know, you're not the Brady's, not the Peyton Manning's, but to my era is, is, is the top, one of the top two or three quarterbacks in, in, in NFL. For sure. Um, Aaron Rodgers. So that's always tough. But you look at the New Orleans, not a battle. Falcons, not a battle. You know what I mean? Mm. Let me keep going down the mm. line of thinking. Um, mm. but yeah, those are just is not, not, not competition right now. New Carolina, Orleans, I think, not so. comp- I think New Orleans might be all right this year. No, not when you gave up that tight end. No. Mm-mm. Still got Breeze. Not, Still got Breeze. Breeze, that, it can, it can, Breeze, yeah, Breeze, but, you know, you didn't take away his weapon. You know what I mean? So it's not like Breeze is on an incline. Breeze is on a plateau. He's, he, he has on, he's on a high plateau. But now when you take a weapon from him, you just chipped at my plateau. So he's still damn, an elite quarterback. You know, he's still elite. He's still elite. He is, but he just took his elite weapons from him. And you took one of the elite in the NFL. One of the top sure. elite in the NFL, and you took him. So it's like, just listen to what I'm saying. We didn't just take a weapon. You know, you are an elite quarterback. I give him all of that. He definitely is. I, I like Greeks. My family's from New Orleans. So, you know what I mean? At times, 49ers did the wrong. I had to hear it. My mom's from New Orleans, my grandmother. But when you take an, a weapon from, it's always going to be something. But now what if that weapon was the elite weapon in the NFL? That hurts. That hurts. That hurts. That hurts you know what I mean? So, you know, so so basically the NFC is like, like I, I don't have any more running on the top of my head to come with, you know what I mean, to think of, oh, you got silly. You told me silly. Silly, you let your quarterback go, and then you guys are also going to take another quarterback who was nowhere near elite in this NFL. This he's boy was nowhere near. If I could, man, I could, man, we going to talk about some real hits. We're going to talk about full-speed <laughs> hits that I'm getting paid thousands of dollars, millions of dollars to go do and perform on you and do the, and, and do the, uh, do the happy dance. Once we see the happy dance a couple of times, then and he and, and, and Bradford to get up off his feet, then I will say, okay, after you made a first down pass. But Bradford ain't showed me nothing. We beat up on him years. Years, so you telling me that he's going to Philly? Going to make a difference? And because you said Nick Foles over here is going to make a difference? No, you know who won? Rams won. Nick Foles is a better quarterback. I don't know what you was doing. You know what well, I mean? We'll Sam, we'll like, come I mean, we'll see. I'm a, I'm a Philly you know, fan. You got, this, is, this is my squad. I'm, I, I mean, oh, at, at first, look at y'all had shady. I didn't like the shady deal. Was I'll in. be honest, I didn't like to do at first, but but the, the shady Sam one. Bradford I know the shady one got lot. you hurt. I know got, shady got, got you hurt. We got no, Marco. No. I did. That did. But I wasn't. I, okay. I wasn't okay. too hurt because we got a decent linebacker, and oh by the way, we got Demarco Mary. So I'm good. I'm good okay. with that. Okay. Okay. We're we gonna see if Demarco's what he was. Yeah, he got to hold the ball. He got to hold the ball. Washington Redskins, nothing. Who no, else is in there? That's, that's it. Giants, nothing. The Giants ain't nothing. nothing. You know, Tampa Bay, nothing. You know what I mean? Nothing. Totally agree. You know, I, I Carolina. Keep, keep going down. Carolina, I set them. Uh, I think they just lost uh, Benjamin. Uh, uh, what's the name? Yeah, yeah, Benjamin. Cowell, yeah, they just Benjamin lost Allen, him. So ACL. yeah, he's gone. There's, there's nothing. Running back is Jonathan Stewart can't do it. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> just uh, I'm just being real. It's not to say I don't like these teams. I'm just telling you for the with we're, me and you were speaking on the elite. We talking about second week in the playoffs. We talking about bye weeks, baby. And you know which who's gonna make it happen? And those cannot make it happen. All right, so let me let me let me let me. I'll, I'll put it to you like this. I look at the NFC right now. Seattle in the West. I'll say I'll say New Orleans in the South. I'll say Green Bay in the North. I'll say Philly in the East. Wild card. 
I'm a look, I'm looking at Frisco the Lions. Frisco. Frisco. And I'm looking Dallas. at the Cowboys. Frisco and Dallas. And I'm also Frisco looking at Arizona. Frisco and Dallas wild card. Frisco and Dallas wild card. Wild card monsters. Wild card monsters. Sending people home. Sending people home on the road. I think your boys are going home. I don't think your boys are going to the playoffs this year. I don't oh, see no, it. We got to. Too much. We got lost to. too much. I mean, you talk about Patrick Willis, Borland, you, you know, the Smith brothers. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot to mm-hmm. have to replace. That's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of loss. They, they'll cool. be okay. That was nothing. That, that didn't hurt okay. at all. Okay, that you're, you're okay with all. that. Right, so Tory Smith, Smith might be comparable. We 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 added a we added a better weapon. We lost we lost we lost a tool and added a weapon. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> time will be the judge of that. Let's time let, let let's time be the judge of that. True, true, very oh. true. Because Kaepernick has to get it to him. For sure. Okay, so you say playoff team, Super Bowl caliber team. Ooh, we're fighting, baby. We're fighting. I, t- I told you, I'm satisfied if we got to the divisional. You know what I mean? Okay. If we got to the NFC Championship, I'm I'm over. I'm, you, you, didn't see, you didn't damn near fill me up. Kaepernick, let's just go in there, tighten up maybe the defense. Who knows what the problem would be if we lose the NFC Championship? You know what I mean? We okay. just, it's just time will determine that. If it's an offense side of the ball, we know what we got to go do. If it's a defensive side of the ball, we got to go get some corners because that's, the, that's probably where the, the weakest point is at, corners. Okay. You know, not All our right. safeties, our corners. Safeties is right. Okay. Eric Reed is there. Antoine Bethea is there. You know, the corners. Ooh, Brock. Who else? The guy? I don't even know. It's just like Brown. Ooh, my goodness. We need some elite ones. We need some elite corners. We need at least one elite corner. Defensive, the defensive backs is like right. We pick up Dockett. Oh, man, we right. Got the little rookie. <laughs> you know what I mean? We's okay. All right, so let's do this. Let's do this real quick. Let's do this real quick. All right, I got the 49ers schedule in front of me. I'm going to go through from week one to week 16, week 17, excuse me, and I'm going to tell you who you – I'm going to give you the game, and you're going to tell me win or loss. Win or loss. Okay. I got, and I'm, right. I'm going to give it to you straight. Okay. Week one, Minnesota. At I told home. you, Minnesota. At our house. Okay. Man. Man, you not gonna, we don't we ain't gonna let Bridgewater do that. He if Bridgewater okay. do it, it's gonna be in week five or six, not against us first home. Okay, one and zero at Pittsburgh week two. Ooh. I'm gonna be a realist, you know. At at Pittsburgh. Yep. At Pittsburgh. It, it, hey, if 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 the way our team is now, Pittsburgh. Is our is suited and booted to take us out. You know, if we win, that's a plus for us. So I'm gonna give you a, a L. I'm gonna give you a L. Okay, one and one at Arizona, week three. Win, win. Let's do this. Okay, baby. two and win. one. Green Bay at home. <laughs> at our house. Yep. We did it before. We did it before, and the Pittsburgh game is just gonna toughen us up. So that's a W, baby, and that's a big W. That's a three okay, point up. Okay, you two and two after four weeks. Week five at the Giants. Oh, we win. Giants, we tear them up. Win. Okay. All right, you got three and two at that point. Okay. Uh, Baltimore. You got Baltimore at home. It's a win. Baltimore's not strong. That's a win. Okay, that's four That's four and two. You got Seattle at home. We got. We we usually take the win at our house. <laughs> 
I got to take okay. it. We usually take the one in our house. All right, so that's five and two at St. Louis. Win. Just a win. Okay, six and two. You got the Falcons at home in, in win. Frisco. Okay, seven win. and two. You're seven and two after nine weeks. We got a bye week. We got at Seattle. Lost. Lost. <laughs> okay, okay, I ain't going to be red. Lost. They win there. They win there. Okay, you got Arizona at home. Win. Eight and three. Wow. You got you go to you go at Chicago. Oh, that's a win. Nine and three at Cleveland. Win. What? Ten and three. Okay. Cincinnati at home in Frisco. That should be a win too. Win. Eleven and three at Detroit. They good. The offense good enough. They let Sue go. Ooh, we can run up the middle. Carlos Hyde can run up the middle. We can win by three. We can win. Win. Thirteen. That's thirteen wins we got so far. We go week seventeen. St. Louis. That's a win. We gonna we gonna sweep. We gonna sweep. <laughs> so sweep I, the I, division. I, so fourteen and two. Fourteen and three. Fourteen and three. Or four. No, it's 13 14 and 2. 14 and 2. Uh, it seems realistic. <laughs> <laughs> that is, oh my goodness, it's beautiful. Because you know what? I, I told myself I was going to wait to see the real schedule by next week when, it's, when I'm getting closer to I knew we had Minnesota first week. That's what I know because I was only looking at home games because, I, you know, I go to home games with real fans. So, Man, our, our, it looks realistic as you read it off to me. It looks if we could take care of St. Louis, St. Louis might get one at home. But if we could take care of St. Okay. Louis and, and, and Arizona at their house, then we should be okay. But if I be realistically, when I look at that, and somebody told me, I said like, "Hey, E, without we do just he just told me the divisions we play, you know." And I said to myself, "Okay, you know what I mean? Uh, if anything, like a four loss season." So being realistically, as you're telling me that, not fourteen two, I, I believe we might give up one of those division games away on the road. Okay. You know I mean, we'll lose a Pittsburgh at the house. We may have to be a dogfight, but it's at our house. But and one and uh, the road game on Seattle, and one more road game between the other two, and we're fine. Okay. All right. All right. We're talking a little easy. Before we get out of here, let's one play quick game for you. We'll play a quick game with you, I should say. Um, I'm going to give you the song lyrics. We're going to see how well you know NWA music. I'm going to give you song lyrics. You're going to tell me the song. I'm going to give you three choices. You tell me the song. You ready to play? Uh-huh. Come on. Okay. You'd rather see me in the pen than me and Lorenzo rolling in the benzo. Is that Dope Man? Is that F the Police? Or is that Straight out of Compton? That's the uh, Police. Okay, all right, all right, let's see, let's see. You got it, you got it, you got it, all right. Let's go on to the next, on to the next. Ain't no telling when I'm down for a jack move. Here's a murder rap to keep you dancing with a crime record like Charles Manson. Is that eight ball? Is that express yourself or is that straight out of Compton? Straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton, let's see. You got it, you got it, you got it. All right, the final one, the final one. And they'll get you for your money, son. Next thing you know, 
you're getting the hair and they nails done. Is that I ain't the one? Is that dope man or is that express yourself? I ain't the one. So let me see. You got it. You got it. Three for three, man. You really know NWA's music. You really know it. Real talk. You know it. <laughs> well, what's going on with you musically? Oh yeah, man. I'm doing. A, I'm, I'm working on my single right now. I'm gonna put an EP out together. Um, and I give it to the fans right now, man. So I'm, I'm grinding and working right now, traveling on the world, on the road as well uh, at the same time. Okay, okay. So you 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 you're, you're doing good things. You're doing big things. You're, you're living life. You're enjoying yourself. Most definitely, most definitely. Okay, all right. So just so I'm clear, forty nine is around thirteen and three, twelve and four. Yeah, twelve and four to be realistic. Okay, twelve and four, and and just so I'm also clear, you you guys will get to at least the divisional round. Yes. Uh huh. Okay, and one more thing, so I'll make sure I'm clear. Colin Kaepernick is going to have a Pro Bowl caliber season. He needs to. He definitely needs to. You know, he might, he might, he might, he might, yeah, he definitely needs to. Will he have a Pro Bowl season? Um, I, I just believe the running game and the passing game in, in coordination with each other is going to do it. And we all know the Pro Bowl takes those Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Payne Manning, you know. 35, 4, 4 plus, 4K plus yards. You know what I mean? I, I, I dream Colin can do it. You know what I mean? I pray he can do it. But I think it's going to be more balanced. So, you know, to be realistic, maybe not a Pro Bowl. You know, maybe just balance. Okay. All right. All right. So, so fans, the, the, make sure you go hit this man up on his Twitter page, at Eric Wright Jr. Also hit him up on his Facebook Facebook page, at Little Easy E. Anywhere else they can hit you up at? Yeah, Instagram, little easy underscore e. Okay, okay. So fans, lower lower underscore e. Uh huh. Fans, make sure you support this man. He's doing big things now. Uh, taking after his father. His father did some big things in the rap world. Big big things. Real big things. Most definitely. And, yeah, real big things. And, <laughs> and this man is looking to do the same. Pleasure talking to you, man. Wish you it's nothing a pleasure. But the best I appreciate you having. Thank Let's you very much, brother. I appreciate you having. Almost oh, definitely, we will. We'll do it mid-season. All right, all right. <laughs> mid-season, mid-season. We're going to have you back on, and we're going to see where your predictions stand. Okay, most definitely. All right, take care. You too. A little easy E. Pleasure talking to him. You know, 49ers, very optimistic about the 49ers, and I'm not so as optimistic about the 49ers as he is. But we'll see. Yeah, that's why I play the games. I want to thank Hall of Famer Willie Rowe for stopping by. Also want to thank Little Easy E for stopping by as well. You can listen to this show and other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash pgant. That's blogtalkradio.com slash pgant. Also, also hit our YouTube channel up, youtube.com slash go for game where you can hear some great, great interviews. Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy yourself. Take care. Have fun. Not too much fun. If you're going to drink, have a designated driver. You know, be smart, be safe, and most importantly, have fun. See you later. See you next week. And again, we're going to be talking sports and having fun doing it. NFL season will be upon us. 
next Friday, NFL season will have already started. Should be exciting. Take care. Bye.